You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. I got the kind of love to give to you. But baby, neither you are really true. You told me that you love me, it's a lie. I know you really don't. Tell me why. Tell me why. I caught you in the dark. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. Are you doing the Adams Family? I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. Tom, you got some commentary? What was that? What, uh, it's not like you, you were doing the Adams Family. Like you're oh, like, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I know it's spooky season because everyone's really excited. Halloween's like six months from now. And you know how that's. Yeah, Jesus. We should talk about that at some point. Put a yeah, pin let's in that, get it. Tom. We'll I, do it. Yeah. That's a quick hit. That's like Halloween's yeah. coming. Quick hit. Tired, uh, tired of everybody's shit. <laughs> Yo, uh, before we get into that shit, uh, thank you to our wonderful, miraculous, amazing label sponsors. Death yes. Inc. Oh. Run for cover. Yep. Oh, kings and queens in this game. To live a lie. The yes. big boys. And uh, special thanks, praise, and appreciation we're going to spend today. We're doing this one. We're going to rotate. We're going to do all four. But this week, thanks, praise, and appreciation to Closed Casket Activities. Royalty. Uh, royalty. Troy the world. Yeah, the, the king of the 518. Uh, whether he would like it or not, I think secretly he knows it and he wears his crown. Um, yo, we have said a lot of things about Closed Casket but we will reiterate there's no conversation about heavy music. I think that shouldn't include closed casket activities. Fact. Uh, they, they have really, really cemented that with some of the records they've put out and have coming out. Uh, you know, there's very few labels that can say, Hey, you know, we did this noise thing. We did this gate creeper record, the Gulch record, you know, portrayal of guilt, Regional Justice Center, Incendiary, The God's Hate LP. Like, there's so, so, so much. So um, today I am telling you, if you don't have one of the records I just mentioned, you, you should just just go order it. Um, pick one you haven't heard. Oh, and that'll be a quick hit too, by the way. Pin in that. But I'll focus in this one, Hyperfocus, Gulch, Impenetrable, Cerebral, Fortress, I believe... This is the, oh, jeez, fourth pressing. Four pressings, guys. So let's see. Um, First press is 2,500. Second pressing, another 1,000. So 3,500. Third pressing, another 2,000. This one, yes. Fourth pressing, another 2,500. These are going quick. Um, They have a glow-in-the-dark metallic silver with neon splatter. And then the ox blood and mint pinwheel. Uh, yo, I would say if this was the stock market, uh, buy in on one of these LPs now before before you miss out. It's it's just good investing. You know what I mean? They go really quickly, no matter when they get put up on sale. Yeah. Remember yeah. we had that one crazy stat? They were like, yo, it's not been on sale for like like a twenty four hour period yet because it sells out so quickly. <laughs> 
That's correct. Yeah, or something crazy. Was, along those no, lines. You, great, great pull. Thank you. It had gone into the third pressing before the record had been up for a full twenty four hours available to order. <laughs> so, um, shout out to Closed Casket Activities. We'll talk more about them. Gulch, uh, R.I.P. Soon enough. I think they have a lot of shows. Um, a band who we've highlighted from way back due to their wild live shows. Uh, that hasn't changed. It's just that more people have gotten wise to it, and that's fucking rad. So go make sure you see it. I think they are going to be playing um, here, there, and everywhere in their last, I don't know, 10 shows. So try to make sure yeah. you see it. Check out their live at Acid Grind set. Oh, yeah. If you want to hear those that's songs cool. differently. Yeah. Patrick, Patrick, give us something nice about Closed Casket Activities. Uh, uh, very good to their friends. Uh, also somebody that is responsible in their business dealings, which by the way, anybody who has worked with them will tell you straight away that they have 100% the, the clearest accounting that you'll ever deal with. And, and truly cares. I, I mean, look, there's one person who is the first supporter of Axe Grind podcast and that's, that's close activities. Yep. That's it. So before it was a thing, before it was a thing, he supported it. He pushed it. It was awesome. Um, so shout out to him. Thank you to him very sincerely. Uh, Tom, he's a great friend to you. He's a great friend to me. Yeah. Patrick, he's a great oh. friend to you, and he looks out for you more than he should. Good Lord. Good Lord, does he. <laughs> but he does. Um, has Tom, he ever put anything? out a Pat record? He has. End of year yeah. segue split. True. Wow. I mean, he put out I, a decision record. It's one. Of, it's my probably my favorite release we've ever done. Says something. You've done a he bunch of different job. records, you know. He yeah. did an unbelievable job. Doing Close a, casket we activities. Talk, we, we we can't talk about it yet, but uh, he's. Uh, I believe he's going to be doing a reissue for something that is very specific, very in, in his wheelhouse, uh, and will make the thousand people on Earth who really want it uh, really happy with that pressing of a thousand. Yeah, Yo, so. so cool because he does shit like that and he doesn't have to. He does it because he loves that shit and wants to. Fact. That's fucking the coolest. Closecasketactivities.com. Guys, what's up? How you doing? Awesome. I guess Max is a grind. Ooh, right. we'll get there. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. The quick hits. Let's let's quick hits around. Uh, real quick, though, Patrick, you uh, just came back. Uh, we're in 518 briefly. Um Love and support to our, our good friend Dave uh, as he goes through some stuff. Yep. Shout out to him. Um, but you're back in L.A. What did you find next to your door, and why did you Instagram about it? Uh, my neighbor's door has a, a, a single-serve ranch dressing outside of it and has all day. And I don't know, did the pizza guy drop the pizza, and, and the guy inside said, Oh, pizza's good, but uh, I don't need this ranch. I'll leave it in the hallway. I don't uh, need this Domino's pizza ranch dressing. <laughs> Maybe yeah, he's like, so you know, he's trying to get used to like Biden's America, and he's like sharing it. <laughs> like he's sharing the wealth. Let's, like, hey, I maybe really, that bearded guy next door could use some ranch. Yo, I thought I was thinking that this was like you highlighting that E Dubs was kind of off the rails. Like, no, you're no, gone no. for for four days, and Domino's is leaving ranch dressing outside <laughs> of the apartment. No, um, he seems he seems good actually. I'm sure he is. He's 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 living his best life. Um, guys, uh, let's 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 quick hit our way through the world. Um, who wants to start? I'll I'll go in with a really quick go one. in. 
Uh, have you guys uh, flown Spirit or Frontier? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I think that just said a lot about class levels, by the way. Absolutely. But the, the, so, as Bob said, I was on the East Coast. Uh, it was not planned. A friend's mother passed, and uh, I flew back here for eighty nine dollars. Right. But it's the Frontier one where they're going to bang you for every. Every centimeter. If you talk to somebody, it's ten bucks. It's like everything is. You make eye contact with a. That's five. You got to have cash. You got cash on you. And also, as a man of larger carriage, the I I think I took. um, What was the frontier? And what was the other one? Spirit. Spirit. I think I took Spirit to the Atlanta um, Last Foundation show. Yep. And I described it as sitting in a lawn chair with a seatbelt. That's accurate. Like it's not like you don't feel supported. Like that thing's gonna fall out if you if they stop short, you go into the front window. Listen, I just traversed, I just crossed the entire United States for eighty nine dollars, taxes included. Now, I beat them because I travel so light that they couldn't yes. get me, right? Yes. And I decided to accept the challenge going back out because uh, I have to go back to the East Coast uh, to practice and start a tour. Uh, or get a van and start a tour, really, and whatever. And I uh, just bought a Spirit Air for $49 across the Fuck. United States. Fuck. Where do you now, leave out of? That's Los Angeles to Philadelphia. Fuck. I mean, granted, it's probably like, hey, you're going to Philadelphia. Sorry, man. You know what I mean? But the, There's a, on, the, on the statement, it has a traveling to Philadelphia deduct, you know, 10% off the whole thing. Yeah, they say this guy's struggling. So, the, 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 but the point is, that's not very much money at all. And I am keen to beat, I beat Frontier. Can I beat Spirit? I'm going on a five week tour. Can I travel with a small book bag to yes. the other side of the country? Yes, Ooh. 100%. You know I can to save a hundred bucks. <laughs> Tom, this <laughs> so, is where I have to ask you. Your van like, is going to smell like a fucking. Oh, yeah. From under cheese, holy shit, Tom! I only fly with a backpack at this point in my life. I'll never fly with anything more. I mean, when I'm with Amanda, that that rule goes out the window because it's hers. But like, I don't. I pack my own bag that is a backpack, and I try to pack Easton stuff in there. Wow. Cross country, cross country road trip, backpack. That's it. Love it. Really? Uh, yeah, duffel bag that had his stuff and dirty clothes. That's it. Backpack, yeah, Patrick. The stuff I carried into your apartment was all that we had. Love it, but I also then go. Wait, is that because I'm a broke brain motherfucker? Like that's like, like I'm like, you know what? I don't ever want to pay baggage fees. But then Amanda's like, yeah, I fly a lot. I don't, you know, when we go on these flights that are paid for with points, we don't have to pay for luggage either. And I'm like, it's it's the it's the moral of the story. It's the I always say this. The, the one of the richest guys I ever met. Uh, I worked for him. He part of an illustrious family, and in, di- in addition to being a business person in his own right, uh, he only traveled with a cell phone, and that's because wherever he was landing, he could afford to buy all new shit. And that is that that's is the move, what, man. That's the yeah. move. That's the that's goal, what right? I aspire to. I mean, you have enough places that you really, 
you know, you got like you got Albany. You can like leave a a small pack here. You have San Diego. You have L.A. You have mm. Alaska. It's true. All those places that you could kind of, you know. I, here's what I found: people people get agitated when you leave stuff at their place for two years. Uh, yeah, that's true. But I think it's unfair, but it's a fact. So I've, I mean, I've come when to it's linoleum, it. sure. I do check my bag Because okay. I was going to say I think Tom you're like a lot healthier About this stuff than To me it's kind of like Well number one like, I can't fit all Like if I'm going away for like 10 days yep, I can't fit 10 days worth of clothes In a totally. fucking Because yeah. it, you know it's not always shorts Sometimes you got to bring jeans whatever mm-hmm. You know my clothes take up fabric And sure. it takes up too much space and then I go like I put my toiletries in there, and then I check it, and then I have nothing to worry about until the other end. True. I'm not schlepping stuff. I have a like a bag with like my chargers and like my headphones in it, and then everything else can fuck off. Whereas Patrick or I am like holding our backpack like this is all the things I own in the world right here. Yeah. Why would I get rid? Um, yo, I was gonna say um, maybe Pat, you treat it like uh, like modern video games or like the Hunger Games. Where where you have your stuff mailed to you at random intervals, like dropping loot, like oh shit, it's my care package, you know. Perfect. You just <laughs> say, Eric, here's five boxes. Mail these to the address that's pre-packed. No, you just tell him write the address because you probably won't do that to whatever venue and be like, he here's mail these on these days. You know what I mean? Right. You get like a fresh they pair of drawers in like yeah. in Detroit Rock City. That's right. You just get you know the clean the clean stuff, easy. Like put it in like an envelope, not even like a box. Hundred oh, yeah, percent. No, we're getting right we're getting those media mail prices. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick hits. Tom, what's up? Um, where do we where to start? Where to start? Right, you so give one, I got one, and then I think you got a couple more. And yeah, that tie together actually. Okay. Um, so I wanted to give a shout out. Not, I mean, this is a terrible shout out to give. A uh, gentleman named Darren Wall, who I believe is from Seattle, is in a band, a metal band called Greyhawk. Um. His band was playing a show in the Shredder in Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho. Boise almost top. got yeah. Well, maybe they almost got usurped from the top because of this. Some fucking rando showed up at the show and started making finger motions and pretending to shoot people in the crowd. And then he went to go grab his gun, and luckily uh, Darren was out there and tackled the guy and stopped him from shooting anyone, but got shot in the leg. So the band is called Greyhawk. So. I'm sure they have merch. I'm sure they're on streaming services. Support that dude for for being a you know a braver per- person than most than me and, for uh, sure. Yo, shout out to him. Shout out to Greyhawk. Um, what a great story! And I want to say that we did talk about this briefly in pre-production. And I said, "Yo, it really says something that neither Patrick or I had heard about this." Well, maybe it just says that we don't pay attention to shit, but. But more so that had a club got shot up, this would be front page CNN everywhere news, you know? Yeah. And yeah. this dude, that's – it's it's nice to hear that because, you know, you don't always hear the story of somebody who stops something bad from happening. And that's yeah, kind of true. fucking cool. So shout out to him and his band. Major League. All right. Quick hits. I got one. Guys, you ready? Yes. Yes. Threw up a quick Instagram uh, poll. So follow us on Instagram, Axe to Grind Podcast, I think is what our name is. Whatever. Yes. You find, you'll find it. Um, and threw up nine records 
that have made hey this year hardcore records or hardcore adjacent maybe in the case of one maybe i don't know um and i want to see patrick uh, tom patrick you definitely didn't see this correct uh i don't believe so okay so the question was have you listened which was just have you heard these these records not do you like it not do you hate it blah, blah, who cares have you listened and this was kind of interesting tom i'm betting you did see this did you I see did, the results or no you voted very good i voted did you I yeah I didn't you don't know the results. final results okay no, some of them are a little, a little shocking i think if i remember i right. agree i totally agree so um Let's start this uh, quick kind of game here. I threw up a picture of the first record was Worn Human Work LP. What percentage do you think voted yes, they have heard it? What percentage do you think they voted no? What percentage voted yes, they have heard this record? Worn Human Work. 23%. Okay. Tom. I'm going to say like 57 49% said yes. 51% said no. No shit, uh, people. That's pretty awesome, of, to be honest. I mean, yo, it's it's great. Uh, five sixty two said yes. Five eighty one said no. What that says to me is more people need to check this out. If you're a fan of early gruff Boston hardcore, if you're a fan of Japanese hardcore, if you're a fan of think hardcore. I care, if you're a fan yeah. of yeah, burly hardcore, but also with good fast, but not too fast. Check this record out. Uh, From Within put it out last year. It's on all streaming services. I believe it sold out with the quickness, so kind of hard to get on vinyl, but you can stream it everywhere. So, Warren Human Work. Next record. This one's a little bit more. Uh, Fiddlehead, uh, Between the Richness. Patrick, how many people said yes, they have heard it? 69%. Okay. Tom. I'm going to say like 72. I was going to say 68, but 72. 72. Okay, great. Um, let me pull that up. 82% said yes, they no. have God heard damn. Yes. So uh, that's 1,150 said yes. 252 said no. Jesus. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, Patrick, have you listened to this record all the way through? No. Okay. What was I going to say? Tom, what do you think? This record or the last? Fiddlehead LP. Oh, man. Tough, right? It's tough. I mean, and I say this like, and it sounds ridiculous. It sounds trite, but like, I love them the same for different reasons. I think they have really different feels. I think they're they're both fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I I think they've got some shows coming up that will either happen or happen the week that we're talking record release shows through the Northeast for this LP. I Um, I have a feeling those shows will be pretty special. So if you get a chance, make sure you're there. Do you know Um, some stuff? No, no, no. I just think that they'll be special. You know, like I think that they are almost undeniably giant now. You know what I mean? They sold out. They've been sold out in Brooklyn for months and months. Yeah. What, where are they playing in Brooklyn? Market hotel, not a small venue. Yeah. That's fucked up. (laughs) I'm yeah, it's good like on a move and a Kulu, I think. Yeah, good show. Blair, um, maybe. Yes, Blair. Also, um, the America's Hardcore Comp Volume Five. How many people have heard this already? I'm going to say, I don't think that I. You know what? So those tracks, did they release separate? Are people pumping those as individual tracks? Or are they whatever? Let's so, say tough. I'm going to. I'm going to go with thirty. Okay, Tom. I'm going to say forty-one. 
63% yes have heard Fuck, it. great for that great for Sam that's, that's great cool. great yeah. for Sam so I don't know if I buy um, it no let's see hold on a second um well you know what I wonder also if people are separating it out and saying oh yeah I I've yeah, heard I listen to that fucking song. inclination song 17 times like, yeah, okay. that's right that, that, that's kind of what I'm saying is I, I'm wondering uh, people if, are picking and choosing which I'm okay some, with yeah but some bands treated it like a new single and some bands were just on the comp right that's right that's right. So some bands literally had like are not on the comp stream on like the streaming part, the streaming part of the comp, but you can find their song under their own private, you know, on their own personal page or band page. That's right. Um, I think the final gasp song might be my favorite song on the comp. The division of mind song is quite good. I really like the be all end all song. Um, 847 votes for yes. 503 votes for no, not yet. So, mm. all right. Now, the album God's Hate by the band God's Hate. How many Look have heard it already? God's Hate. That's right. Let's How many say, have heard it? God's Hate. Uh, I bet everybody has heard of it. Every single person in our listenership has heard of it. I'm going to say actually heard it 50%. Okay. Tom? I'll go uh, 61 71% have heard it. Whoa, good for them. Okay. I know. So let me give it to you. Hold on. What? Where did that go? Hold on. Sorry. Um, I'll give you the actual numbers. Hold on. Why is that going away? Why is that going away on me? So there it is. Instagram's all fucked up. Um, 1,005 votes for yes. 403 said they have not heard it yet. Damn. Military gun. All roads lead to the gun. How many? What percentage 11%. have heard it? 11%. Tom? Um, I'm going to say 53. Okay. You guys might be surprised that it's 60% have heard it. Wow. What? Mm-hmm. Man, I, <laughs> I mean, it. good for Ian and the guys. It's cool. Yeah. So uh, 820 votes for yes, 542 votes for no. This one is the one I'm very curious to see where you guys land. Quicksand Distant Populations, the new quicksand record. Oh, I'm going to say that's kind of low. I'm going to say 30%. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say probably like 45. Tom, you nailed it. 45%. Exactly. That is a fucking travesty. I agree. Um, the record's great. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. I think we actually talk about quicksand more than most in that way that maybe people are like, okay, Marks, you, you like the new quicksand record. We got it, you know. Um, but I'll be really honest, too. You didn't hear us talking about um, interiors this way. And I think interiors is a real good record. I think this record is pretty exceptional. So shout out to quicksand for that. I think that, uh, they kind of nailed something that they hadn't before. So, um, on that, there were 613 votes for yes, 759 votes for now. Step it up people. All right. Akulu unscrew my head. How many people have listened? Oh, I'm going to say, uh, 70% for sure. Okay. I'm going to say 58, 77%. That the highest Mm. one. One thousand no uh percentage fiddlehead was higher. Fiddlehead was higher. Uh fiddlehead was eighty one percent. One thousand seventy seven yes, three hundred and twenty-four, no. Wow. So people be people be checking out that cash only records. Um and finally, 
the record we all expected to be the last one that we discuss here. Turnstile Glow On. Have you listened? How many people have listened? What 84. percentage? 84, Tom? 125%. <laughs> wow. Um, no, I'm going to say 77. 80. Seven percent have wow. listened. One thousand three hundred twenty-five votes for yes. Only one hundred ninety-six votes for no. Haven't listened. God damn. So in this very unscientific little pool of our Instagram followers, that was kind of a fun little activity. That was fun. Yeah, it was. So uh, everybody, informative. If, if you haven't heard some of that stuff, check it out. And if you have heard it and you like it, tell your friends. Tell your weird friends. Um, next up, quick hits. Who's up? I don't know if I got anything. Go on, go on, Tom. All right, Tom. All right, so two things tied together. <clears throat> First of all, um, we we like to talk about movies here sometimes. Oh yeah. And over the weekend, I watched a movie called The Straight Edge Kegger, um, which I oddly recommend. It's not it's not good, but it's not as bad as you think it would be. Um, it's about some like hardline kids, probably in like the Bay Area. Um, and one kid starts drinking with his sells out, starts drinking with his friends, and then it's pretty much. Did you guys see the green room? Yes. No. It's oh, wait, sort of like I... that, but it's like the the. Well, I'd hate to say it, this. But it's like straight edge kids it's... instead of white supremacists. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Now that I'm saying, now that I'm saying it out loud. It doesn't sound so great. Yeah. You, um, you... <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, "God damn it! That's not how I want to phrase this." So. Um, Compare it to Edge of Quarrel. Sure. Better acting. <laughs> okay. All right. Less pettibone, but better acting. Okay. Ups and yeah, there's pluses and minuses there. Yeah, I mean there's like actual actors in this. Like Real? what? Like, like I mean, not anyone that you would necessarily know, but like I was like, Oh, I wonder who this person is. And and they're like, Oh, she's a teacher at the Shakespeare School in Col- in Chicago. And like like legit, like, you know, it's not just like, hey, me and my friends got a camcorder. Okay. It's like a real deal movie. Um, and the dude, you know, it's funny. Like, you know, I've yet to see a movie that's ever nailed it. Like punk or no. hardcore involved. Yes. Right. And maybe I just have a weird experience and maybe my their experience is more universal than mine. But like there's always something that I'm kind of like pretty close, but you didn't really make it like no one in hardcore calls people straight edgers. Nope. It's like punkers. Right? I'm the only person that says punkers and it's a fucking it's a bit. Yeah, that's like, you know, like the the football player in like Back to the Future calls people punkers. <laughs> I mean he doesn't. Yeah. We know he doesn't. Don't no fucking emails. But you know, like it's like that kind of like <laughs> look at these fucking punkers over here with their fucking mohawks and stuff. Um but all right, so so that's one thing that I, if if you have Shudder, which is like the horror movie um, streaming service, it's it's worth watching. The whole service is worth it, but it's a pretty funny movie. Um, speaking of Mohawk, this is just something that came up mm. out of the, off the top of my head. So Pat, um, our friend Jeremy, mm-hmm. he also does these kind of question and answer things that you and and uh, Mr. Wilson are fans of. Mm-hmm. His aren't nearly as um, problematic. Mm. Um, but someone asked him about his, so he sang on a song called Mohawk by drug church. Right. So he said, yeah, I sang on Mohawk, but I agreed to sing on it before I knew what the lyrics were. Yeah. Jeremy's a good friend. I handed him the lyrics and he went, okay. (laughs) What's in there. That's so bad. Other than the artificial breasts. There's something about fake 
fake breasts in there or something. No, there's no fake breasts. Or did you no, no, he was saying like, I bridges want, uh, and per- I'm in awe of mountain ranges, suspension bridges, and perfect breasts. Sorry, when it comes to breast, meth heads living off moms, I'm somewhat less impressed. Oh, this Where is like is a pretty line? popular, this is a pretty popular drug church song, isn't it? For many years. Hmm. So why was Jeremy like taken aback by those lyrics? I don't know if he, I don't know if singing about perfect breasts is his vibe, really. Sure. I mean, it was 2012. It was a different time. It was a different era. Breasts were in. I'm like, Barry White can pull that off, but I don't know if Pat Kinlan can pull it off. Did you draw the cover for this record? No, no, no. That's uh, 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 Ben Mara, uh, who actually has major credits. He does like uh, uh, Lil B and dudes like that. Uh, That's uh, funny. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Good for him. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've seen some of his stuff. Um, yeah, and he, then my he seemed visibly, thing. yo, Tom, he seemed visibly, uh, like uncomfortable being asked about it. So yeah, he was definitely like, pushing Patrick right under the bus. I was like, I didn't even know what song was about until I got in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I got to Google this. Cause I'm like, what did he say, man? <laughs> and Jeremy's too nice to be like, fuck you. I'm not singing this shit. But then I was like, oh, it's gotta be the breast line. Yeah. I think it's only breasts, which is not really a problem. People like breasts. They're still in. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, have they made a decline over time or something? I mean, they go up and down, but you know. Yeah, they go up and down, but walk, walk uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a couple years where it's kind of like it, there hasn't been like a ton of, you know, the post me too era, people are kind of like even if they've done everything right in their life, they're kind of like I don't am I allowed to talk about breasts? I, I don't I, you rock. know what? B- better leave rock. this one the fuck alone. <laughs> so, yeah. so like, breast rock. They just rock, There hasn't been a man. ton of talk. Man. No, but my last um, oh, quick yeah, hit, quick if hit. we don't have any yet, which ties into the previous straight edge kegger. So um, a festival that's going on in September in the uh, lower southern part of uh, the United States of America decided to have their own branded beer for the festival. And they decided to name the beer x beer x <sighs> which is the height of comedy and to <laughs> me if if you want to make a dusty fest that feel even dustier make a straight edge joke you know tom this is one that and you know i'm i'm out here uh you know, uh, I, I'm still waging war for the edge, but I don't feel strongly about this one. This this one inspires no sort of ire in me. I, 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 I mean, I think it's corny as fuck. I don't. Well, yeah, shit listen, with these fucking idiots. Like, as long as you know what are they going to do? The fucking here's the uh, the the official blood of Christ red wine spritzer. <laughs> Tom, you, we strategic mistake here. We might need to rewind the tape. You needed to come out and be like X beer X. I actually think it's super funny and not like lame at all. I think it's kind of cool. Like, what the I'm fuck? Like, well, actually, I was an Earth Crisis, and I think this is bullshit. Straight edge in your face. I know. I, I, no, I listen, think it's whack as fuck. I think that shit is so corny. It is so fucking corny. Like it's like um, that. That thing especially is for primarily for washouts that don't like. The last time they went to a show was 2003, so they think it's funny because. It's you know well, there okay, are some but, great young bands on there like let's not get it twisted but like yeah so, uh, well, first, it's a okay. fucking school it's a high school reunion for a lot of people no doubt and for a and lot of people that have become fucking youth pastors so fuck that right okay so here's <laughs> it, it, here's True. what it is Tom's going hard but he's not wrong 
Uh, it's there's a lot of coming out of mosh retirement uh, posts on Facebook for this one. Um, well, it's I, good I'm to not, Birmingham, Alabama, because Jim Andrew, like Dr. Andrews is the most famous, like um, arthroscopic surgeon in America. And that's where like basketball players and baseball players go when they blow out their knees and their elbows. Cause he's going to have a line. Cause every fucking 57 year old bald guy is going to blow out his fucking shit. <laughs> Uh, First fucking Stretch Armstrong song. Someone's gonna need a fucking. We're gonna need some fucking crutches. Yeah, listen. It, it, this is my uh, defense. D- this defense with a question mark. Do you of, have of, to defend everything? Like that's yeah, not cool, Tom. Uh, you know, <laughs> fr- you're like friend, uh, counter point counterpoint. You're like Stephen A. Smith. You have we to. Need to re- we need to call. We need to call mentioned friend Dave Shapiro, who said he'll just he'll just argue. In some kvetching about Patrick, he's like, he'll just argue it, even if he doesn't believe it at all. He just yeah, go he told, and he, go on. He told my he told my father this weekend he doesn't actually have opinions. He just waits for you to speak and then takes the opposite <laughs> side, uh, which is not true, by the way. But I don't know if it's it's not false. But listen, we got a podcast, so let's keep it interesting. I'll be the the uh, the straw that stirs the drink. Uh, I think that regular 1991 Daryl Strawberry over here. Yeah, the, stro- <laughs> the straw that spins that stirs the X beer X. Go for it, dork. So, I this is not the vibe that I like. I think calling it corny is totally appropriate. Not mad at that at all. Uh, but I also think, look, there's going to be a lot of people who are less plugged in than you and I, maybe. That are going to have a lot of fun to That's a lot of bands. Percent of the people there, a lot of fans that, or a lot of bands that they grew up with, that made an impact on them and maybe influenced them in some positive way. I hate nostalgia. This sort of stuff does not appeal to me necessarily, but you know, <laughs> look, here's what I'm gonna say. Let me put it like this: I can hear uh, people writing DMs to me already in the I've future. Not- <laughs> Here's the like, thing. Yo, your boy is an asshole. Like, I'm not well, even straight yeah. and I think this dude just has to fucking be a contrarian. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing. I never had three kids. I bet having three kids distances you from your pastimes, distances you mm. from things that you enjoy. So if these motherfuckers are, like, pretty out of it because they, they just spent, like, you know, like, when you were in law school, you couldn't go to as many shows. You weren't as plugged in, right? Because law school is a big-time commitment. Sure, if, but I still went, you had, and like, I didn't go like <laughs> BRX. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, like, yo, this is a moving train. It's a moving train. You're now a guest in the fucking House of Hardcore. Act fucking appropriately. Yeah, uh, Don't but, take shots at shit. Oh, You're not, you didn't pick- do anything to, to make it what it is now. No, listen, it, it's a gentle nudge uh, from a bunch of people that probably did sell out a, while, a long time ago. And it's... I, I don't know. Look, I'm like weirdly for a grown man. Uh, I am weirdly on my straight edge shit. Like I, I don't get goofy about it. I don't disrespect it. I actually, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not fucking, I think it's corny. I'm not necessarily mad at it, but like if they were like, Hey, check out this fucking beyond me. Cause it's even better than me. Cause it's real meat. Or like if they did some fucking fake making fun of veganism bullshit, wouldn't you get a little bit like, that's a little whack. Nah, I mean, it's like, they know their fucking audience. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a, uh, there's a lot of people that are going to find that shit entertaining or at least like a chuckle. And I'm just, I can't be if, they, if you like, get a chuckle out of that. You need to fucking stop watching blippy and watch more movies. 
<laughs> There's like stand-up comedians out here you can go see. Like if you're like XPRX lols, like you really need to get out more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at Chapacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to take... You're, I'm not going to be Stephen for XBRX. I know you're yeah, not. Yeah, I'm not going to be Stephen. <laughs> you, I mean, you can cave as much as you want. I will... Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not... I don't really, uh, you know, I'm not rushing to the defense of XPRX. I'm just saying that uh, uh, there's also like a, Tom, you got to acknowledge this and you're going to, you're going to reach in your foundation bag and bit, bit, bit. But like there is a bit of a cultural difference that we're talking about. I, I like a lot of Christian hardcore and I still, if, if pressed, you know, and no disrespect to some of our listeners that came up in that, but if pressed, I would acknowledge that there's there's a slight difference there, you know, um, and culturally that plays out, right? Like we've met a lot of people from the South that uh, they enjoy hardcore music, but they're, but they're pretty, pretty different. And and lives have arrived in very different places than mine. Uh, I'm just not mad at this. I just think it plays to its audience. It's cute enough. I'm you know I'm not offended, uh, but I'm also impossible to offend at this point. So uh, whatever. I'm gonna let you go. Yo, remember you would just be like, yo, let me know when that band is in town. That's a personal affront. Remember how offended he got? This is a personal affront. Pissy last week. You were pretty quickly offended by that. I just never. I've just never been. We had to cut out so half a fucking accusation. podcast. We had to cut out half an, an episode because he was being a fucking little fucking jerk. I wasn't being a jerk. I was simply giving you the other perspective. Right. We don't need. Sometimes there are no other perspectives. There's only one. And watching some fucking idiot in a flannel buying it and pointing to his buddies and be like, <laughs> "XPRX," <laughs> like you believe it? I'm so wacky. Like makes me want to fucking you do know a straight edge kegger. I'm gonna show up in Birmingham and fucking like the front back up. Now. We're gonna get tagged in that. Somebody's gonna do that exact bit and send it to us. Oh, I can't cool. wait. I can't well, you'll wait. never see it because you're you don't interact with anything that this podcast does, so it's cool. <laughs> oh, true. Not, so that's not fine. Right. You won't Yo. repost about the shows. You won't do anything. So I do want to send a big shout out. If to John our, Gusman does something, maybe you our, post our, that. <laughs> our mid roll sponsors, Furnace Fest uh, festival looks awesome and super fucking cool, and not for just forty five year olds. Everyone I, should go. Know, we're too God rough on good. this. I'm not mad at Furnace not, Fest. I don't give. If, listen, do if I was, yo, yo, they're gonna people. You're not wrong. People are going to go there and have a fucking great time. I'm not mad about that. I actually I actually think there's going to be a lot of people, young and old, who will just have a really nice time. I really feel bad for certain groups of people who are going. Uh, there's going to be people who are younger who are going to have a bad time because they're surrounded by a bunch of old people. But there's also going to be people who have a fucking banger time. So shout out. Uh, Shout out to Furnace Fest. Uh, use the promo code Axe to Grind. Spell it out at discount. We'll see what you can get for the X Beer X. The X is a crucifix in the Axe to Grind. Though. You gotta be sorry. Oh shit! You're right. Oof. Um, 
you know, I thought I had another quick hit. Oh, a uh, quick hit. Uh, flogging Molly and the Violent Femmes are going on. No, we're not going to talk about I that. I bet you they're selling XBRX there, too. Isn't it <laughs> wacky? Oh, it's so funny. Dude, I can picture the people that go to that show. I described them to you, and I was like, <laughs> awful. Cut off shirts. Yeah. <sighs> slightly, you know, like a little, you know, a little, little rotund. Yeah. What's- a lot of freckles, a shamrock or a Celtic knot tattoo. Tom, do you want to know it's a really bad experience? St. Patrick's Day in Albany. Oh, really? It's not good, dude. I mean, St. Patrick's Day anywhere as an Irishman is fucking terrible. As long, if, unless good. you're, unless you literally are the embarrassing like Shamrock Mick O'Shanahan human, it's pretty bad. Albany is like Belmar levels, but there's no beach. You know what I mean? Like Belmar is a pretty wild oh. St. Patrick's Day scene, Patrick. But Albany, I was in Albany for St. Patrick's Day in the last 10 years and I forgot and I was downtown. I was like, Oh my God. People were like climbing on like ugly white people in basketball jerseys were climbing on cars and just falling off. Oh yeah. It was 11 AM. It was so bad. Um, yo Tom, real quick. Daryl strawberry, the straw that stirs the drink 1992 season with the LA Dodgers age 30. Guess his batting average. (sighs) He never really hit for average. No, he didn't, but it's particularly bad. 237. The yeah, next I was going to say in the 250s. Worse. Yeah, next season was even worse at 140. Um, played 43 games, 34 strikeouts, five home runs, three stolen wow. bases. Yeah, he Did he have pretty- any good Dodger years? Not really, right? No, no. His first season with the Dodgers... He almost got 100 ribbies, uh, hit two, hit 265, 28 home runs. He was passable, played 139 games. No, and, and then I forgot he spent. A, I forgot he spent a season in San Francisco. That's really that's really bad years. After so. that, I would imagine, right? He Shout out from the Mets to the no. Shout out to his Yankee seasons, though. That was a re- retribution for him. As a Mets fan, how did you feel about that? Um, I didn't mind. I I was mm-hmm. bummed that. Couldn't throw a no hitter for them, dude. Because the Mets hadn't thrown a no hitter at that point. Ugh. So I was like, motherfucker. You know. Cone did too. Didn't Cone throw a no hitter for the Yankees too? I, think oh, I gotta did, look actually. this up now. All right, baseball talk. Baseball corner. He didn't feel um, like a Mets. Uh, l- let me let me hit us with a uh, one more quick hit, please. Which is uh, last episode? I said I was going to listen to the effigies. I did. Uh, what's totally fascinating is definitely a punk band, not. Uh, a hardcore band, uh, but a hundred percent a post-punk band by my 2021 ear. Uh, oh, interesting! Really, like, I mean, you can hear like Naked Raygun and and stuff like yep. that in in there for sure, like or became that or whatever. Like, you can hear that, but uh, you don't hear very much hardcore at all, and you don't hear you don't hear punk punk <laughs> so it's a uh, it's, it's like it's punk influenced thing. by post punk to my ear 100% now uh i would say that uh uh it, it, this was suggested by alan of self defense who who uh he usually likes extreme stuff and then uh also uh very uh, methodical stuff and mm-hmm. uh this is not extreme this is more tightly played and I, but I had forgotten. I, in my mind, this was more aggressive than Naked Raygun, and it's really not necessarily. So no, that's the update. That's the update on the effigies for anybody that was curious. 
we got a mailbag question, so I won't totally spoil this, but I will say this. I think a lot of the Chicago bands, the early ones, were not influenced by Discord or Xclaim or really touch and go too much right away in terms of the hardcore stuff. Um, and like you said, the effigies, like, <clears throat> are they punk? Are they hardcore? Mm, they fall into the punk and hardcore world more like how Mission of Burma does than how Negative Approach does. You That's know what correct. I mean? So, um, so yeah, if you've never heard either of those bands, please go check them out. Um, and yeah, we, we'll have a t- conversation about Chicago um, because for being, what is it? It's fourth, fifth biggest market in the country, biggest city in the country, and probably in the early 80s was even higher than that, probably was yes. a third. Um definitely behind all the other big cities in terms of hardcore bands, like especially the eighties. So, um, there's a conversation to be had there. Uh, and Tom, David Cohn didn't just put pitch a no hitter for the Yankees. He pitched the 16th perfect game in major league baseball history in 1999. But that was like, I feel like he was like traded to Toronto. Like there was so much like he had moved around a lot and yeah. So it was, it was different. I don't think. Yeah. Guys, we're done with the quick hits. Uh, We got to everything, including a flogging Molly reference. So there should be an axe to grind drinking game whenever we reference like a like truly shit band. Careful, Um, Tom might straight edge revenge you for suggesting it. (laughs) Maybe you'll go first. Oh right, right, right. Drinking, drinking it's right, right, right. Um. Guys, we today's episode the 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 meat of the episode. This is an easy one, uh, Tom. I know you did the homework. Patrick, did you do the homework? Yeah, but what's funny is I completely misread it. So I made a uh, list you of should. bands that that I think people should listen to, and then reread it twenty minutes before the show and had to make a second list. But I'm so good that no problem. So good, so good, so good. Um, Baseball references, everybody. Okay, so the name of the game is Should I Listen To? And that means we're going to think of bands that we haven't heard or haven't really heard. And what do I mean by that? Kind of maybe you heard it a long time ago and it's been a while and you forget. Maybe you've listened to it in a real casual or background way but never gave it the real time. And because the three of us have been doing this show for what is likely two and a half decades now, um, we, we know each other enough that we can give our opinions. So what I say, should I listen to Band X, might read differently than if it was something Tom said, even if he said the same Band X. So uh, we're going to do that, hopefully generate some fun conversation, and uh, stir you to think about that, because it's something I end up coming to sometimes. I don't know about you guys, but there's certain times where I'm like, man, I like this band that's sort of adjacent to this other band I haven't really heard. And I know some other people who like this, but I don't think I like it. But then I think about it, I'm like, I don't think I've even really given it a fair shot. Yeah. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then let's go in. Who wants to start? I'll go. I have one. Oh, oh go in. This will be quick, but it's, it's, uh, it's related to last week's episode. Hmm. Should I listen to the Talking Heads? 
Yes. Oh, people got real mad. About my talking <laughs> Did they? Not real. Liam no, you, I saw a couple. Yeah. And yeah. The, the, our friend Daniel from Vancouver was like, they're really great. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Yo, I, I will say this, Tom. Um, so I like them young. And then through much of my – Don't quip that. No, I know, right? They're yeah, hot, hot mics, guys. Um, I actually like them old. Uh, but so I liked the Talking Heads when I was younger and then was away from them a lot. Like I just didn't go back to it while I was kind of doing the hardcore introductory period, you know? And then mid-20s, I think I just kind of threw on – what record was it? Oh, man. Um, I just grabbed one of the the big ones and was like, oh, oh, this is great, and then kind of fell down the wormhole. Um, do I think you'll love it, love it? I'm not sure. 77 is what I got because I was kind of like doing some kind of like post-punk exploration, and I think that one gets name-checked a lot, and I don't think I really sat with it. Um, and I just think there's some really good stuff, and given what you like – I don't think you'll be offended. Um, I don't know if you'll fall in love with it, but I think there's some stuff, especially when you go deeper into the the, the discography, like speaking in tongues. I might start you there, actually. Okay. Patrick, you were yeah, like, more, I know the singles. I know the hits. Tom, here's the deal. You know that period that was uh, kind of like blog rock and then the big bands to come out of it were like the yeah, yeah, yeahs and shit like that? Like, sure, Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, so... Talking Heads does all of that better than any of those acts, and uh, they don't really like those acts either. Well, then you, you might fall off of this, but the, but their batting average is not actually awesome album to album. Uh, but the highs are so high that uh, a great, a truly great band. Okay. So, so our is, consensus is there a is, summary that I could listen to? Uh, yeah, actually, Tom, there is a greatest hits that was released when I was a kid. This is how I got so into the band because I got it from maybe the Bethlehem Public Library, but more likely Columbia House, uh, a best of called Sand in the Vaseline. And it is uh, uh, it, it really like pretty much everything you need. Let's look. Let's look. Let's look. There's, there's Once in a Lifetime, the Talking Heads box set, the best of the Talking Heads in 2004. So. You know that might have been the one you're talking about. You were young in 2004. Hmm. Yeah, there is no sand in Vaseline, but that's a lie. I'm not on Spotify at least. Right, I'm gonna listen. Okay, to the there's a the sand in the Vaseline uh, playlist actually, Tom. That's a good place to start. Actually, this must be the place. This must be the place. Yeah. So Beautiful it's song. yeah, that's a good song. Very good song. Um, ah, Tom, where are you at on? New Wave in general. Do you like really much like it. of it? No. Hmm. Okay. Like who? Like name some bands. I'll shoot them down. Um. You might I mean, like. Do you do you like any of the more like uh, melancholy stuff? Like uh, 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 the the church or or, or uh, yeah uh, yeah. Uh, I, I do you like Depeche church. Mode? I mean, yes. Okay. Well, that sort of stuff, yeah, but I don't... That goes I a little... It's, yeah, it's not quite New Wave, but it's kind of, you know, a step over. I'm just trying to think of... I mean, I like Susie and the Banshees and shit, but this isn't what I consider this. This no. is more like wacky. It's not uh, wacky. Don't go by the fucking music videos. It's not actually wacky. Uh, <laughs> and you may ask yourself... Uh, listen, that that's a very probing oh, so you, song. You probably don't like Devo at all. No, I don't. 
Elvis I know Costello. Like a thing. Love Elvis Costello, but he's not okay. doing. You may ask yourself. Mm. They ain't wearing big jackets. <sighs> it's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, like I'm, I feel like this is gonna be a hard sell. I'm more than happy to give it a shot because people that I respect have said that I, that you know you guys you and might some other friends. you might yeah but i don't know if i can get by it like because i know the singles enough that i go yeah well this is like the best they got this is not for me like burning down the house it's like you know if i was in like you know in wegmans i'd be like all right i'm not I, i'm not rushing out the door because i hate this song but like, i'm not fucking it's right, not fergie right. i'm not being yeah, exactly it's not my london bridge is coming down you know what i'm saying yeah um Yo, uh, just tangentially and not really related to Talking Heads, but I was thinking of it. Tom, do you like the police? Yes. Patrick, do you like the police? Uh, yeah, I'd say big portions of the discography. Yeah. Right. I, th- I I tend to agree. There's 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 albums I really really like, and then, but yeah, that, uh, there's that certain song, things that they do that tweak me out. Anyways, go ahead. That song Peanuts is a straight up punk ripper it is oh sure for anybody on a listenership that like thinks the police are whack as fuck uh firstly they have uh their batting average is not awesome but they have they have great great songs but the song peanuts is if you you could hear ian mckay singing it it's a truly great punk song that has just been nerfed to be whatever the fuck the police are yeah they're a weird. They're a weird band. There's parts of them, like even in the hits, I like them, but they more than any other band kind of frustrate with me. Like every little thing she does is magic. Starts off in this incredible way, but then when they swing into like the the like faux skank part, I'm like, oh fuck, this ruins the song for me. It's like a jarring transition. I don't know what it is. Hate it. I feel like most of the bands at this time have like incredible highs and like mostly lows. See, I mean, that's the one part I will say is that for me, Talking Heads, when I've gone back to some of those albums, I've felt they are. And this also this is, goes out to the the Office listeners, like not the TV show, but people who listen in cubicles. This is a really <laughs> acceptable band to have on Talking Heads. And I yes. think if you listen to the records, you're going to find parts of the record that aren't the hits that you're like, oh, this is cool. I'm grooving here. I'm, I'm enjoying this. It's a good listen. So I think that's probably my recommendation, Tom, is give it the shot when you're working late or, or you're in the yeah. office. You know what I mean? Don't, no, I don't. I wouldn't give you the headphones listen right now, but give it the in the office. Background, and, like work on some stuff. And, and see how it rolls for you there. I think that's your best transfer success. Yeah. There's no, no one has been able to. I'm, yeah. <laughs> fucking, yeah. You know how hard that's going to be. Um, <laughs> I you think may the ask problem yourself, is. How did I get this um, stupid suit on? Yeah. <laughs> you may ask yourself, why can't I see my shoes? Um, I think no one has been able to be like, yo, you need to listen to this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if someone was like the Descendants, where do I start? Yeah, you could be like, "Yo, you you need to listen to." F- I would probably send them to fucking everything sucks. A lot of people would, yeah. You know a what I'm saying? Or like, there's always a band that's like, go to this record. Like this is it. If you like this, try the other stuff. But like, there's certain bands like that, like like Talking Heads, that no one can say like, "Yo, 
this is the record. Everything else has, you know, is batting 300. But this is the fucking, this is the thing that is going to change your life. That's my thing. But let's get on to another band that's not for 47-year-olds. True. Tom cares about talking heads except for us. Tom, real quick. Does Justin look silly to you in a suit? Yes. Yes. Okay. I I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. Um, And he lost like a bunch of weight. So like he looked, I'm like, what? What's happening? Like, well, it, it's a, weird. Yeah. He he looks more like a character for like an upright representative of the people. He looks like a cartoon version of a gangster when you put him in a suit. It's like very <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Kingpin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Yo, he <laughs> should be going out for that role. Holy shit, Tom! <laughs> oh my god, uh, better than Vincent D'Onofrio. That's for sure. Well, people say he looks like Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, yeah, it's not far know. off. Okay. There's right. one. What, what movie was he in? Um, was he in Apocalypse Now? No, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. That's who uh, everyone's like. He looks just like him from Full Metal Jacket. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Patrick, right, you up, have man? one. Go for it. Uh, e- the Mob, either one. <laughs> so you're, you're asking, should I listen to The Mob, either the New York Mob or the UK Mob? Yes. Okay. Um, I realized UK. that I, I realized I could not place a song from either band. I could. I cannot oh, name really? a song from either band. I think you'd be surprised. You'd probably know a New York Mob song. Yeah, you might. You might. There's a couple. Um, so here's the thing: where you are vaguely interested in, like some of the UK Anarcho stuff. Mm-hmm. By my estimation. The Mob UK is more listenable to a lot of that stuff, but I haven't really sat with it in a very long time. So my answer on that one is, sure, people I know who have good taste really like it, and it butts up against some of your UK Anarcho fascination. You know, like, what's the Crass Records comp you were talking about? Oh, Bullshit Detector. Correct. Uh, If you liked any of that material, I feel as though you should give The Mob UK a chance. But for me, and I think Tom too, Mob New York uh, is my choice of these two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pat, you're probably familiar. They had a song on that Sunday matinee comp oh, that then another yes. planet put out, then, and yes. then and then they got one of the uh, the CD treatments that War's Own Leeway and the Chromex and Murphy's Law got. Uh, yep, yeah, and sure. that's that's why they ended up being uh, kind of an. OG Bricktown band for us. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense. I mean, that made those records available to a lot of folks. But I think, um, I think you particularly, Pat, like some of the early '80s NYHC. Yep, like the non-AF stuff, even. Oh, yep. yo, that's a good question. Do, what are that stuff? Think, yeah, sorry, sorry, Tom. You know, no, but I think you like you like you know the stuff you you like Urban Waste. You like abused, like the abused, like right. I mean, I, I more do, than. Fast you know what? Stuff. Well, here's the thing. I, I know that we don't have to compare these two things at all times. I, I get it. But I always, when it came to early material, I always leaned Boston over New York. You know what I mean? And I mm. I just think it sounds more unhinged, you know? Uh, I'd be willing to revisit that because I've become more of an, of an AF fan over the years. But I think that AF became more proficient faster. <laughs> you know I, mean? I think that right. as a result, 
uh, it doesn't have some of the uh, the real cavemanishness. It, it, like Boston stayed stupid for a long time, you know. Um, I don't know. Whatever. The point is that whenever we're reaching to early '80s hardcore, uh, obviously DC is my choice. Uh, mm-hmm. But then I end up in Boston, and then I end up in New York, and I don't become like a New York fan fan until the late '80s. You know what I mean? So w- what? Uh, wait, wait, wait. What late '80s stuff gets you in New York? Like GB or something? Like Killing Town? No, I'm, talk- I- I'm talking. Oh, okay. sick so of all, right, right, I'm talking. I'm talking the sick of all records that yep, I yep. want to hear. Yep. Um, so, so here, here's my argument: is the the mob <sighs> pro for you liking them? They're somewhere between AF, early AF, and Bad Brains in terms of music. It's a little more frenetic than the early AF stuff in a more cogent way than United Blood, but less cogent than Victim and Pain. Maybe um, something you might not like is they have like one of the earliest skank parts. Um, and it's like just such a cool mosh part. It's very bad brains. I think they were really, really clearly the like, oh, we're the recipients of the bad brains moved to New York. Like, what are we doing with ourselves award? Um, <laughs> yeah, those two seven inches they did were awesome. Um, and I mean, I think it was 80, is it 82 and 83 of those two seven inches? Yeah. Upset the system's 82. Step forward is 83. Okay. Hold really on. good. Here's what- totally the underrated early New York seven inch like well it's got uh, antidote urban waste AF you know it's everything else is and this one low key upset the system is just awesome okay I guess so when Tom was saying I like I like some of the New York stuff early I would go all in on the antidote record how does this rank versus it not as good as antidote I mean quietly the antidote seven inch is almost perfect you know what I mean like like I think there was a time when people talked about it more in the like m- main vein hardcore thing, but like yeah, that's yes. The negative approach seven inch is better than the antidote seven inch, but it's not as far as you would think. Right. <laughs> um, and the antidote seven inch is better than the AF AF seven inch. I like the urban waste seven inch more than the antidote seven inch. But the antidote seven inch is better than the urban way seven inch. I just sure, think the personality sure. of the urban way seven inch is more. So um, no, the mob is the mob's in the mix. I, I think there's people like you like Reagan Youth, Pat, right? Oh yeah, there I you do go. actually. But but Reagan. Oh, Youth there's is, a great argument. Oh, uh, Reagan Youth, I would almost slot as a pure punk band, almost. Uh, so there, there's a well, the mob is in there. Halfway, okay. right, right on the uh, way. You know, throw Reagan Youth, AF, and Bad Brains early material in the blender, the fast Bad Brain stuff, and I think you come to an easy-ish representation of the mob. Okay, then I'm in. Yeah, um, and if you listen to the Mob UK, I actually that I'm interested in that. Hearing your thoughts, I haven't. I I might need to put that on my should I listen to. Um, all right, guys, for something a little bit got? different. Should I listen to Cannibal Corpse? Oh wow! I have almost no warmth for this style of music at all. So I would say no. <laughs> so there <laughs> no. you go. Tom's going to have to be the the the, the lone metalhead here. Yeah, and I don't really love Cannibal Corpse either, which is probably an affront to a lot of our listeners. Sure, yeah, I don't sure. really have any like I like obituary. 
Right. Which is probably like the corny, hardcore person. Yeah, oh, Tom, I'm worse. I, I like Entombed, and that's pretty much it. Oh, gee, all right. Well, so so for me, like, uh, I don't hate. I think I've heard the first two Morbid Angel records. I think they're okay. I never reach for them. Um, but Cannibal Corpse just kind of slipped through my fingers. I think I heard them. Like, of all these bands, Cannibal Corpse is the band whose logo I've seen the longest. Like, it's probably them, then Obituary, just because it's so memorable, you know? Sure. And I guess it's Tomb of the Mutilated is the one I really... No, not that one. Uh, Butchered at Birth, Eaten Back to Life. No, I mean, that cover is just makes you... Yeah, they're all, they're all there. Um, I think it's Butchered at Birth. Yeah, there's the one. Um, I've never felt compelled to like this. However, as hardcore and death metal have... Really, I mean, prior to 2010, I would say unexpectedly, but now it's just the reality. Like, there's a lot, they're much closer. You know, I, I knew dudes who are older hardcore guys, shout out Jeff D'Agostino, Jeff TDT, who was super into death metal. Thought it was like, was like, yeah, I, I liked metal in the 80s, then wanted something faster and found thrash metal and then found punk, hardcore. And then he's like, and then, you know, when hardcore slowed down, I got into death metal because it was even faster. (laughs) So, um, but before that, I didn't, you know, and then for a long time, I didn't have anybody who was super into death metal. So, all right. So you guys vote no, because I don't have any other real reason to check out Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. Like, I don't think you'll like it. Yeah. I don't think I'll like it. But I mean, like, I think everyone, I mean, like, you know how we are. You know how I am, at least. Like, I think you'd be like, give it a shot. You may hate it. You no. may like it. <laughs> right. like, well, that, I'm not that, saying like don't give it a chance. You probably won't enjoy it. Exactly. But so I that's the exercise, right? Is, to check it. Yeah. Exactly. So there's the exercise is us being like, yo, do we think you'll like this? You know, and it's that's like when your friend says, Should I listen to? There's ones where you're gonna be like like to be honest, Tom Talking Heads and Pat the Mob NYHC, I feel kind of the same. I'm like, there's a chance, but like there's also a chance, Pat, just as we talked about the potential pit, pratfalls of uh, Talking Heads for Tom, there's a chance the mob might be a touch too locking out for your taste without oh, being, okay. you know, locking yeah. out. But like people who don't know, yo, the mob is sort of like a, a prim- primital, primitive like uh, ancestor of a lot of the locking out sound because they're a primitive ancestor to a lot of the New York hardcore sound. Um. So you might really love it because you like a lot of that stuff, but you might be like, no, I don't like that skank part to, to get low for me, you know? Um, so yeah, I will listen to a Cannibal Corpse record, but I don't think it'll be for me. No, but I think Butcher at Birth seems to be like the... That's the, the one? The one that everyone goes for. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Okay. Uh, who's up? 
Is that me? Uh, I think you're up. Yeah. I believe it's you, Tom. I have some on here that I'm, you know, I didn't. So full transparency, I didn't pick any newer bands. Mm, it's mm. fine. Because I don't want to blast anybody. Mm, sure. I want to, you know. Yeah, I don't I mean, have any super newer ones. I have a couple that right. are, you know, within the last 20 years. But other than that, you know. Right, right. Um, here's one. Or here's one that we talk about all the time that I'm going to out myself as a poser. Go. Because you're amongst friends and you should be able to right. feel like you should be able to do this and you don't have to know everything. That's right. No judgments. I have seen this band. And I've heard more about them in the last three years with you two mm. than in my previous 100 years living life on Earth. Should I listen to Lungfish? Oh. oh. Tom, I, I, Tom yes. Sheehan, yes. listen to Lungfish. You know yes. what I like. You know yes. what I hate. You Tom, think I like it. Do you like Rites of Spring? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. I'm going to embrace uh, right. t- nine times out of ten. Right. Nine point nine times out of ten. So, so here, Patrick, I want to. I'm going to paint this argument. Well, Tom, you like Fugazi. Love Fugazi. Love yes. Fugazi. Okay. Yeah, or like first four records. Love, love. Okay. Like I know they're like legendary, and I know their place and stuff. But like I've you know I've come back to revisit it. Right. And I'm like. This is fine. This is a really good ask, Tom. All right, Patrick, go in on why you said yes. Uh, it's Mystic Fugazi. Done. Mystic? What it, like it is. So Backwards when lines? Fugazi gets in a groove, uh, when they're not doing their stop-start, right? Because that's Fugazi is, is kind of peak stop-start uh, rhythm, uh, kind of almost... Almost playful, but they're too yeah, stiff to, to it's, be. It's kind of it's how they it's how they have some flair to the music. Uh, Are you talking like when like Joe Lally hits like a fucking baseline? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like that stuff is uh, kissing cousins to lungfish. Lungfish just goes all in on that. You know what I mean? So there's no other component to lungfish except for that. And so if you enjoy those moments that are uh, like less dynamic, let's say, in, in, than Fugazi, which, uh, like I said, th- those stop-starts are kind of what makes them interesting, particularly early on. But uh, if it's just those those true grooves, then I think I think at times they wanted to be Lungfish. So, uh, and not the it, other wor- way around. Yeah, wor- uh, worth checking mm. out. Particularly, Tom, the, the, the later stuff is, is still heavy and rather powerful, but the early stuff has crossover really with Fug- like early fugazi like if yeah. you went what am i going for like pass and stow rain- rainbows for adams or are we are we going like talking songs for walking or yes. talking songs for walking so so, so talking rainbows songs for walking that's 2011 is, does that mean it's a 2011 record reissue. or they just no, reissued no, it no 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 that's no, that no, is no. it's 80 92 damn 92 um tom that's the entry record for sure to me okay i think there's a chance you like it um I, and it's, it, it, it's not so as automatic t- to me as Tom, Patrick. Patrick's super passionate about the band. I think this is a band who you have to really get yourself into the mood for. And my question for anybody who is also asking them that same question is, you have to find the groove. You have to find the groove and the motion in the repetition. 
you know, uh, standing in a, a, a tide pool and you find the motion in the, in the water as it's going up. Who wants to get splashed in the face? But if you can bounce along with it, it's like, okay, cool. This is okay. Yeah. But it's not... So to me, when I think about D- Discord and, of, and the DC, Baltimore, et cetera, scene of this kind of, uh, broadly speaking, ilk, Dag Nasty is really easy to get into. I think Embrace is actually pretty easy to get into because yeah. Ian's personality is so upfront. Um, I think Fugazi is a step beyond that from Embrace, but you still get a lot of that personality. And But there's Fugazi records that I think are deep end records. Like you don't start here, you know? Um, I think Longfish is f- then. Then you get to the right spring zone where I think once you get into it, you can really feel it. But for for a while, it was a little too deep end for me. I think Talking Songs for Walking is a good place to start. And uh, my setting for you for this is if you're on a long walk or if you are again, this is good chilling in the office this isn't lounging at home on the couch rock to me no no but this this may be cross-country train oh yeah. that could be what yeah. yeah looking out the window enjoying enjoying it maybe maybe the casually train and the- look reading something on the phone looking at cool pictures i don't know something like that it's a good time all right all right because i feel like there's like i can name like four people that like like it's you two mm-hmm. jordan from husbandry yeah oh and yeah and maybe dan brennan so, oh, yeah. so you know who, who that really ride for them, and then everyone else is like, they've t- they've gotten spoken about more in the last three years because of you guys than people have talked about them in twenty years com- like previous. Well, I got to give Patrick credit to being the person who really kind of pushed me into them, actually. Um, but uh, but also the other people, Tom, are all the like old shore dudes, Schwaggert, uh, Bank, all those guys who were long right, ahead. right, right, like, but. But you know, it's it's. What genre would, would you file lungfish under if you had to, Patrick? Because it's hard for me. Yeah, uh, I would call it rock music. But you could. Uh, so right. when people, I don't know if we said it on this podcast, but like self defense, I just tell people when they ask me, I just go, "It's slow punk." <laughs> so uh, I yeah. think you could call uh, you could call lungfish that pretty safely. But mm. uh, here's the thing: What would they I, say they were? That's a good question. They just look at you Do weird. They That's all. Themselves hardcore bands. Uh, I mean, maybe. So, Yo, so maybe. Honestly, even even uh, Higgs and maybe Asa was Osborne was in that band, but the Reptile House. Um, mm-hmm. th- that was from that moment where uh, hardcore music. I mean, it's you could call Reptile House hardcore music, but probably only because that's who they played with. You know. Right. Um, but by the time you're at Lungfish, you're much closer to DC emo core. Uh, and after that first uh, record, uh, Talking Songs for Necklace, Necklace of Heads and Talking Songs for Walking, I think it's a seven inch and an LP. Uh, th- then they actually sound like an emo core record for or band for two records. So like Rainbows for Atoms uh, is much more, it's much closer to a DC emo core than the band ever got again. So uh, but after that, they were. I'll I'll stand on this. After that, they were wholly their own thing. I I don't even know what you'd call it. So, and I'm like a huge fan. So, I don't. I, Is this I like post like Revolution Summer type stuff? 
Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like one. It's definitely it's definitely one branch. It's like where could this have gone? You know. Yes. It's just that there's so few other examples that are their own branch. Sure. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Okay. PK. Uh, okay. Here's one. At the gates. Huh. You like Entombed? I do, but I'm not like a crazy fan at all. Like, no, no. As far as, as far as metal goes, I'm like... Oh, give me the Sepultura records, and I'm pretty much good. You know what I mean? I I don't really metal loses me incredibly quickly. And at the gates in my head is that bullshit that kind of like sounds like bees after a while. I don't need any fucking bees. No, I think you should absolutely Slaughter of the Soul. One of the best metal records in the last like thirty years. Mm. Um. It's 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 hard to listen to now, like probably for you going backwards, where you're like, "Yo, I've played festivals with bands that ripped this off part and parcel for twenty years now." That's gonna play a part for sure. You know what I mean? But like as a kid, hearing sort of the soul, we're like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" You know, like Bob, you know Lou Hawk, right? I do. Yeah, not personally. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, he's like an old buddy, and like he brought up, like that's how I got like. Like he worked at Earache probably ninety five, ninety six or something. Mm-hmm. And he he lived in Bay Ridge and he brought us like here's like Blood from the Soul. Like I'm like I own a Blood from the Soul C D with Lou Kohler and, and the dudes of from course. Napalm Death or like and he gave <laughs> us like the 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 sort like Slaughter of the Soul and we're like whole, like I had never we had never heard anything like that. I mean I'm sure it was prevalent in other like but we weren't we were hardcore kids, so like it was like holy shit. I think there's I think Thomas the singer brings enough of like a punk attitude towards it. To it that like I think you'd be into it. You won't get bored. Okay, as long as I'm not bored. I don't think you'll be bored, man. I think literally the title track is is the most hardcore metal song <laughs> that you've heard in a very long time. All right. Yeah, yo, uh, as a dude who's also not you know Jimmy Metal Crickets here, um, <laughs> one I think Tom's endorsement rings a, very true like that. I, I and two. When I think at the gates, I think entombed. And when I think entombed, I think at the gates. Why? I don't know. It's not It's not that I'm saying they sound alike. I couldn't tell you, to be really honest. But they're two bands I associate together because a lot of people who really like entombed really like at the gates. And it's yeah. almost like a conversation. You know what I mean? Like, oh, do you like at the gate? It's like somebody's wearing an entombed shirt. And after they're like, oh, entombed fucking rocks, bro. It's like, oh, do you like at the gates? Yeah, bro. Like, that's the next one, you know? So, Bob, I think you'd like At the Gates more than, like, say, like Cannibal Chorus because I feel like his vocals are not death metal. Okay, I, I mean, I will it's check like that screaming. out because Entombed, awesome. I don't, I don't mind Entombed at all. Like, I think it's, I think it's good, but I never ever reach. It's weird because when I think of metal, like I'm, I'm a fucking three hundred year old. When I think of metal, I just think of Rain and Blood. Like that's it. Like that's what I want to listen to. Maybe occasionally, like Kill 'Em All. You know. And so that shows my lack of depth on metal. Like, I mean, I've listened to a lot. It's just the stuff that really sticks. The stuff I go back to reach for is so few and far between. Like I I almost always pull for like the hardcore hybrid of metal stuff than, right. Than true metal. So I'll definitely give it a shot. All right. This one. You're up. 
All right. This one's a cheat, but it's also a good one, I think, for all three of us, at least two of us. It's a band I've listened to, but it had been a very long time since I have. Should I listen to the Dropkick Murphys? I All right, I have a I have a hot take. I couldn't really say. <laughs> it's okay. Tom, go to the hot take, and we'll see if we can get Patrick's vocal cords warmed up for this one. I'm going to go as far to say as that first record is a great, fun punk record. A great, fun punk oi record. Yeah. The 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 one with the do or die. All right, so do or die. Right. So that was with the OG singer who became a firefighter. That's right. Who's now in that other band? I can't. Which I'm blanking on. Yes. Um, Before they got it was the- like Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. Sort of. Anyway, so it's like you. Yeah. Um, what's the band? Street Dogs. Sorry. Street Dogs. Yes. Good call. Uh, um. So yeah. So. I know most people think of them in here like fucking shipping out to Boston and makes you want to fucking cut your ears off. But Do or Die is legit like a fun punk record. Like they got ruined by their crowd more than anything. Oh, yes, definitely. But we I just, think like we just decried St. Patrick's Days everywhere. And uh, essentially, Dropkick Murphy shows are just like a, a traveling carnival of St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, um, and the first record with Al Barr, which is called The Gang's All Here. Oh, sorry. Digging in. Um, is a good record. After that, I completely lost track. But I think if you listen to Do – just listen to Do or Die. It, I, 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 it, I loved it at the time, and I think I still think – I put it on. I'm like, this is cool. This is fun. I like this. So, spoiler. I did. I had a uh, good friend of mine <laughs> – uh, Eric was in from California. He's a nurse out there. He was out on the East Coast doing some camping, which we talked about. Uh, he's from the West Coast. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to Shenandoah National Forest in a national park. It's cool. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, that's cool. Enjoy, you know. And, and then he went and I was like, oh, how was it? And he goes, that was cool because he's used to the giant national parks on the West Coast. And it's like, oh, yeah, Shenandoah, yeah, so Shenandoah is really beautiful. Really, Shenandoah Valley is beautiful. But it's not it's not quite majestic, and most of the national parks in the western part of the country are just straight up majestic. So yeah. So, anyways, uh, I drove out there, had dinner with him in Philly, and then drove home. And on the ride home, I was like, "Man, the song Never Alone' by Dropkick Murphys got in my head, and I hadn't heard that song this is in Boston. This our home. Yes, Never right, alone. right, right, right. It's a good song. Hey, man." I hadn't heard the record in 20 years. Easy, easy. It's like, all right, because I, I, there's definitely a time I really listened to do or die. Like, so it's, this is a, a trick question, but also it held up, but there was a little tinge of like, Oh, do I, do I really like this? And, and man, Tom, you're not wrong. One, I think the songs are good for this world. Like this maybe is the best version of, what I would call like fun epitaph bar punk, which yeah. like, yo dropkick Murphy's also before this have singles and stuff that like, we're on like TKO. They were yeah. on like skinhead labels. And shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 That are pretty good. Like pretty good, pretty good material. Yeah. Um, 
but this record is the one I went to because I was like, all right, I haven't listened to this. And uh, it's probably the best version of Epitaph Bar Punk. But I might is not. Is it the only? Yeah, it might be. That, I might not even have the energy for this, you know? Um, so I, w- I wanted to ask the audience, when's the last time you listened to Dropkick Murphy's Do or Die? Um, the one person I texted about it, um, a friend from Massachusetts, there we go, said, bro, I still rock that record. So, you know, I didn't know if I needed to chalk that up to The Departed or what. Patrick, are you getting into your Irish roots? Uh, I'm actually reading the Wikipedia of Mike McColgan. So... Mike McColgan, singer on Do or Die. Uh, I'm glad that he listens to us while we're fucking talking and shit. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like Googling. He heard enough. Well, listen, he just, I like that he wanted to be a member of the Boston Fire Department like his uncle and role model, Kevin O'Toole, which is Jesus Christ. Kevin. He's Irish, o- man. Kevin O'Toole. <laughs> So Mike the, McColgan, he's yeah, they got some Irish. Yeah, I mean they're not frauds. This is <laughs> no, yo, where out. he's from. Where he's from is Dorchester. Dorchester is real Boston, real Boston. So uh, here's the thing: um, the uh, the uh, I like, I admire actually that when he he joined the fire department, uh, you know, left uh, uh, Dropkick Murphys to join the fire department, and then. After like four years, he said, eh, I can probably do music full time. You know how hard it is to walk away from a fireman's pension? That's not easy. I'd be tempted and I hate that type of work, but I'd be you like, know, he, might, he, might have, he might have been, he might be shitting out of the piss pot right now because he missed on the big DK money and he's missing out on that firefighter pension. Mm. And did he break the worst about- road? And by the way, I'm taking it back. He's from Savin Hill, which is like fancy. I don't, I'm not even, it's not even really Dorchester, whatever. You want to talk about who got hit by the pandemic the hardest? Street Dogs' final shows were canceled. That's that's fucked up, man. Also, they were banned for 17 years. That's no joke. Um, <sighs> listen, I don't know anything about this shit, but I love the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, who oh. I think are I think are in the pocket with this type of like you yes, know. You're Boston totally right. Was, Boston was doing. This is when Boston got kind of weird. Like everybody had an angle. We're going to wear plaid. We're going to have bagpipes. We're going to whatever the fuck it was. Uh, but some brilliant songwriters in that cruise. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I I would go deeper into Dropkick Murphys. I would just, I, I'll be honest. I listened to uh, the song Rose Tattoo the other day and I, I uh, laid in traffic immediately afterwards hoping to for death. The uh, song? Ha- uh, yeah. yeah, yeah not the band. Not the band. Okay. Yeah. Not the, band. the the dropkick Murphy song, uh, I guess about the death of his father, maybe, I don't know, whatever, but it, the comment section is all people being like, I've got my wife's name in a rose tattoo on my arm. And oh, it's no. just, it, it's nonstop comments like that. But at any rate, uh, I did not love that song. Uh, and I don't know if I'd love the dropkick Murphy's, but I'll give do or die a shot. All right. I think, uh, yo, honestly, if you like the Boston's, do or die, you lose the ska, but I think it's not a million miles away. And quality, I'd argue, is right there. So, all that's right. what I'm saying. It's just like it's like an angle, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tom, you're up. All right. So how many more are we doing? Let's do one more each. Okay. All right. Because I wanted to narrow down the ones I did. By the way, yo, what about um, if you, what if your sister was Kylie Jenner okay. and you found out she was pregnant from her Instagram post? That's fine. Pretty pissed. That's, That's how I'd find out my sister was pregnant. How'd you find out your brother was uh, having a kid? Not pregnant. Uh, did he tell you? My folks. No, okay. Yeah, yeah no, that makes sense. Me. That makes sense. Eh, that's what it is. Right. Tom, what if Kylie Jenner was your sister? I'd be I mean, wealthy. I'd be wealthy as fuck, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're fine with learning all the family news from Instagram if you're. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, then we're not like, you know. If you're in the infinity pool. Yeah, like you're okay. Yeah, like I'd probably, like, yeah. I don't have her new number because she she changes her phone number every day or something. So um, <laughs> I'd be okay with it. I'd probably remember it when I was trying to give the kid a gift, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to stay even on that shit. Um. Hmm. All right, I have. You know what? I'm going to do two at once. Do it. Because they both play into each other in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And now these are both bands that I've listened to, some more than others. That I'm just I cannot completely sell myself on, and I feel like I'm the outcast. Okay, are you guys ready? Ready. Uh, well, I just want to ask one question before we start. How yes. many front men does the Dropkick Murphys have? Well, now they have Al Bore, oh. and I think Ken Casey, the bass player, kind of is the front person now too. Yeah, they're both described as the front person. I thought I was having some sort of moment. Okay. I mean, Ken Casey's like the the songwriter and all that kind of stuff. So I think like he, he might have more recently put the bass down and just sings with Al. It's weird. Gotcha. Yeah. You ever see that video? It's a, there's a fun, great video of him playing in New York. It might have been like either Roseland or Terminal 5. And at the end of the show, everyone's like, oh, the crowd is getting up on stage during fucking chipping up the Boston, whatever the fuck. And some kid, some fucking dickbag gets up there and fucking sick aisles. Oh, Ooh. God. And fucking Casey comes over and fucking brains him with his bass. God. In front of like fucking 4,000 people just right. fucking nails him. And then like they just start beating the living shit out of this dude. You know, uh, we've, talked about, we've talked about it. I don't – it's not even a matter like – Tom, I know for you it's a matter of the literal Nazism that offends. It's just the idea that you would try to ruin my fucking show with that shit. I would be so mad that you fucking endeavored to ruin my show. Like, I mean, I think it's all, in ca- you know. I think for yeah, well, me, listen, what, what's offensive is the Nazism, yeah, probably. Yeah, well, yeah, ultimately. That's, that's the most, po- you know, and then you're <laughs> going to bring this here? I'll, d- I'll defer to but the it's Nazism also, being the most offensive part, sure. But I, yes. I just hate the idea that no. somebody would, like, why are you doing Take this? Take up your stage and bring that show. energy. Bring that energy. Yeah. Yo, by the way, if you're a band like Dropkick Murphys, that shit could haunt you for fucking ever. 100%. You know, like that's just you're just tagged with it. All right, Tom. Sorry for the the side road. Yeah, no, no problem. But no, but I think they were in a weird spot. Like back in the day, like I love that band, the Antiheroes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the internet wasn't as prevalent at the time. But like, no one really kind of fucking knew what was going on with the Antiheroes. Like, are they a little sketchy? Do sketchy people go and see the Antiheroes in in Atlanta? Probably. Mm. I saw him in New York and it wasn't sketchy, but feasibly, like, you know what I mean? So I think they were kind of in that, like, sort of like, 
Well, and I think it, it com- even poor AF. Like AF gets used to get fucking boneheads coming to their oh, shows. Oh yeah, half the band is fucking Latina. You know what I mean? No, and I mean it, it. It boils down to a big question that we talk about, which is the like. We don't go in on it super hard, but I think it's an interesting thing. Is like, what is the responsibility of the artist to the audience, or rather, what is the responsibility of the artist for their audience? Like, okay, antiheroes, not racist, anti-racist, but these are the people who come see them. Are they yeah. at fault? Right. You just have you know? to make them. Un- yeah, I mean, there's a there's like a the ca- the 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 wide gap between like. Ian McKay putting someone in a headlock and walking him out the side door at Roseland because someone like was moshing and someone shows up in sick aisles at your show. I think, the, I think yeah, there's yeah, a, there is a there's gap. probably a, 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 a there's a middle ground there. But yes, run Nazis for me shows. That's pretty much keep that Ian McKay energy on Nazis. Um, so here's my my two for one, which I think Bob will have the most to say. Pat might have zero to say or something to say. We'll see. Should I listen to both mental and super touch? Okay. Because God damn it. I have tried. I've seen super touch. I've seen mental. Yeah. And I go, this is fine. Bob, you want me to give my, uh, you want me to give my two seconds before you go in? For sure. Uh, Mental. I almost can't even say, I don't know. Super touch. I'll do the. I'll join you, Tom, in trying every five years for the rest of our lives. <laughs> I think you and I have both tried, and right. both failed every time. I, I mean, they're like legendary people that I respect. Go like, dude, they're the fucking. And I'm like, what am I missing? I don't hundred percent. Searching Play- for the light is a great one. They're the to me the the fucking poster children for the one hit hardcore band. Okay, ready. Someone say might say Andy or better or fuck it, whatever. Like there's oh, all these sure, other songs sure. out there. People, people like to do. Um, I got the Super Touch LP, the first order I ever made from Revelation. I got a giant Super Touch poster at the t- same time, which was kind of sick. Um, if I didn't get it, then it's one of those questions I always ask. Like, w- how much of my love for this record is pure nostalgia, and how much is it me just thinking this rips? You know. Tom, let's start with Super Touch. Quick answer? No. Long answer? Give the live on WNYU set a spin at some point when you want some high-energy hardcore that's New York for sure, that has a lot of bounce to it, when you're not feeling like you particularly need like the cleanest recording because it's a goddamn NYU set from like 87. It is the best capturing of super touch with energy. And other than that, I think they're never going to have enough energy for what you want. Like I just don't, I think the LP doesn't jump off the turntable. The production is really this funny muted sound that right. I enjoy, but I get why I get why lots of people, including most of my friends, and almost every single one of my friends who likes punk music a lot, is like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" You know. Um, Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last fifteen years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. 
On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. It's it's almost trying to... It's, it's post-hardcore, by my definition, and in a different way, it doesn't have the same energy or jump that orange nine has or quicksand has, or, you know, even, even stuff like handsome, it just doesn't bounce off. It's the, not driving. No, right, no, like no. It's, it's, it's churning. It has some groove to it. There's some weird sound, but like, it's also so of a time. It sounds like it was like, like a bright neon sign that said 1991 was glowing in front of the person who was mixing it. You know what I mean? Um, so my, right, my, to me, it's, it's weird because it's around the time that I was around. Well, yeah, but it's almost like the dudes, who, it's, it's that generation right before you. Right. You know, it's like, the yeah, late of course, 80s of dudes. Course. but this came out in 90 and yep. it's like, well, I wasn't, it's, it was probably after a year or two before I got into hardcore. Like, Right, and so it wasn't like look. Listen, to this antiquated, weird no, fucking right. record. Like, well, no, that's the thing. It just it's, never hit. It never hit, and it just doesn't have the energy. Like, like compared to even like, I think it comes out right around the same time as the Burn Seven Inch and the Quicksand Seven Inch. You like both Which those records? Are just fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's not the Inside that, Out record. Yeah, it's not that long <laughs> after the Inside Out record, but it's yeah. energy wise, it's trailing some of the like. Even the shelter records that I think aren't exploding off the record, um, like perfection, it, it's just not. It doesn't have that same personality. So if you want to give it a try, uh, give live on WNYU a try because it's sure. fun and he, you can tell. I think you know who knows. Maybe Mike Judge is still like rocking. You know, he's death before dishonor strictly, but it's fun in that kind of loose New York hardcore demo sound way. Mental. Mental, my answer for you. You know, and they're they're a band who means a lot to me personally. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was great live. I love them. I think you need to try them for the first seven inch, which is the um yo? No, that's the third seven inch, which I also think Just, is good. So does get an oxygen tank. Get an oxygen tank is in between and then um and you know this is the first seven inch. So and okay. you know this has the most like energy. Get an oxygen tank is the Normandy sound recording. So it's recorded where uh, the judge. Oh, they really did it at like the judge and. Yep, and it's AF sort of. And, I mean, at Chromags and. Yep, it sort of has um, kind of like Greg's vocals are a little more echoey. The tempo isn't quite as frenetic as the first seven inch. Yo is interesting because I think it was where you could capture them at their songwriting best. Like, I just think the songs are super dynamic. But so for you, I'd say listen to the Get an Oxygen Tank, which also includes, the, and you know, the 7-inch and Yo, and see if you can get in there. I think the LP okay. is a little bit more developed and songwriting-wise is there. But I th- And that's Planet Mental? That's Planet Mental. I think for what, what I would try to catch you on is the punch, the the energy. Um, and like to grab you in with that because I think of the locking out stuff, you'd probably say the wrong side is your favorite. 
of like the, of, yeah, of the early yeah, stuff I mean, yeah there, like righteous yeah, jams yeah. was like fine love for you. right love righteous jams. okay you love yeah. then you got to check out the early stuff then um you got to give it a chance and but i don't know if it's a difference between this i think joey's just a great singer oh man i loved i loved and love greg's vocals um but i think if get an oxygen tank was your introduction it's a hard place Whereas the earlier stuff and like their demo and all that shit, like he just is more strained there, which I think you could appreciate as yeah. opposed to it being chunkier, which, you know, the, the, the echoey vocals and get an oxygen tank feel like, um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I could sit here and tell you guys how great of a front man Greg was and all that, but you guys got to see it. So you have your own opinions. I think he was an incredible yeah. front man, but, but yeah, I, I would say in the same way as, like I might tell you, and I might tell you both. Like, give Super Touch one more try, and if the, if it doesn't catch this time, whew, let the Wait, bird no, fly away. Um, whereas I would I, say, I, mental, give together. it another try. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I think Greg and and um, Mark Ryan and Mark Ryan have that same vibe. Oh, that's a that, that's a good comment. Greg's probably a little bit a little bit more um, uh, energetic. Yeah. But that tall, lanky, fucking <laughs> b-boyish kind of, you know. I think that where where Greg always excelled, and why I'd say give Mental's recorded output more of an effort is when it's fast and moving. He he hits it. It it sounds great. It's really rolling. Get an oxygen. So and you know this is fastest. Get an oxygen tank. Has some of the you know the club bangers for lack of a better <laughs> term. Sure. But then Yo has the most, like, I think, progressed. Like, I think the sound is rounding into form. Like, I think there's a lot of diversity in what they're doing. And, I mean, that continues in the Planet Mental, which I also think is very good. But but I think for you, the, and you know this material, which I th- it's like, yo, I got to look it up. I think it's like nine songs. Like, it's not some, like, like one of the things that got me. Huge undertaking, right. Well, and it's quick. One of the things that got me with Mental, and I'll say this from the demo on, was that two three four five eight songs was the mental demo was not like a three song demo or four song demo you know what i mean which is what a lot of demos were like at the time you know yeah yeah. their demo was um is it five songs i don't know it was a that's not the that's the first demo demo two let me look at demo two the demo two is on on spotify yeah demo two demo 11 minutes there you go so it's even the demo, the demo actually sounds really fucking good. Um, <laughs> DFJ's Diary. <laughs> that's one of the big songs. Yeah. Um, they're just like, it's just blast. You know what I mean? It's fast. Like, like, yo, this could have come out on like the way I'd put it is there wasn't a space for this per se till they carved their own space. Sure. When Mental first played shows, they played with a lot of the Boston bands, but like the first band who they went and did shows with on like a weekend was Tear It Up. And that wasn't that weird because like if you go to Demo 2 or And You Know This, it's like it's like an eight song seven inch. The songs aren't much more than like a minute or so, you know? So I don't know. I think it's uh, kind of, kind of, it's to me, it's one of the most uh, relevant and cool records of the time. But there's also people who just never got into it. So I would like the report back when you get the get a chance to listen to that material because I think getting oxygen tank, I love it. And that's like some of the history 101. That's a song that I've seen bands cover at this point. 
and like these are like songs that are uh, to many kids iconic but i think the demo and the first seven it's just like have this energy that was desperately needed at the time so so okay, so yes yeah, happy, yeah, no one super touch yes on mental and uh go with god on where you end up you know yeah. i mean so you're ogs right like anyone you ask super touch shows were some of like they everyone says they were some of the wildest shows yes. they'd ever seen yep like i mean i saw them in the 90s and it wasn't and far from it right and I just couldn't. I it, none of like they're one of the few bands that like it just doesn't compute. Like people are like, "Yo, show used to be fucking crazy for them," and I'm like, "How?" I mean, I just don't hear it. I just don't hear it. No, because you're right. And I think we may have. I don't know. If, I don't think we ever did this on air. But like, if you are wondering, or if you're in the same boat as Tom, or if you're in the same boat as a lot of people who have listened to the Super Touch LP and are like, "Yo, this is this band who's on like." the together comp and the way it is and like what, you know, search for super touch at the anthrax in Connecticut. There's a good video there where it's like stage dive, you know, happy kids, happy children moshing. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. People are bouncing around. It's really fun, but yeah, you're, you're totally right. Like the documentation of that era, super touch, the seven inch that they did is okay. It's okay. Like I like it. I like. Let me. Let me step back. I really like it. But to some, I wouldn't recommend it to someone as like, oh, you need to check this out. But the live on NYU, like, there's there's good energy. I think that's the best capturing of early era Super Touch. So, um, yeah, I, I, you're not wrong because they have a mythos. They have a. They were certainly a part of that like late '80s rev scene. Yeah, and they just never got around to recording an LP. And by the way, I think we've been waiting on a new Super Touch LP for going on ten years now. On Triple B, right? Yep, it was supposed to be Reaper. Then I think it swung over to Triple B, and yeah, I I, uh, I think I actually think there's like maybe music recorded, maybe some vocal. Who knows? Like it's it's not as if it doesn't exist in some format. There's some progress made on it. But uh, wow. it's it's going to be something when it finally comes out. All right, Patrick died while we were talking about this stuff. He just hardcore Patrick <laughs> was died. I'm here. All right. Is it my uh, turn? It's your turn, or is it Bob's turn? Uh, you want to close this out, and I'll go. Uh, okay. Go ahead. That was so confusing. You used your so okay, weird? I'm going to go voice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right, I'll go. Uh, okay. Guys, should I listen to Agnostic Front, Another Voice, Dead Yuppies, or Riot Riot Upstart? Yes. I'm going to say one? that the band entered their period of of putting out records that sound off-putting like dead yuppies is an off-putting name for a band that was getting older this is like when slapshot put make america hate again it it's or probably three sick of it all record now that i think of it there's a period where bands sound detached because they're not making the best optics choices but maybe they also are because their fans are getting older so I think that this era of AF is difficult 
to love on the surface for that reason. But I bet you find something rewarding there. I do not like Riot Riot Upstart. Yeah. That was the record I was going to suggest. I, I do not like that, but Tom, am I wrong or is that the one where they it's like more street punk? Uh, no, that's probably more dead yuppies. Okay. Like it I, starts off. Uh, I mean, it starts off with fucking the New York police state Giuliani. Fuck you. Yeah. It's fast. The, the, whichever <laughs> one. If it's, Almost it, like they should rebrand that and, and try to post it up on Spotify to get those Giuliani <laughs> listens, right? Uh. Whichever one, so I might be fucking them up. Whichever one sounds more street punk, I'm I'm specifically, and this is a matter of taste, obviously, not into when the New York bands go through their street punk phase. I do not like it. I do not. I I, See, don't I think, think it's a good it's a good move for as a, an old an aging punk. Yeah, look, you're not That's wrong. Something. Everybody can wear those Dropkick Murphys type hats, and uh, I get it. But it's just <laughs> I, I, I I lose the plot. You know, drop well, I mean, Murphy type are hats. Yeah. <laughs> are you yeah. talking about scally caps? Yeah, I don't, the ones that everybody's making fun Newsboys. of. Newsboys. Hey, newsies. Everybody that's making fun of those on social media this week. Listen. What the fuck? Social media on the scally caps are a conversation. <laughs> oh, the women are slamming the scally caps this week. They are. They're going hard. Okay. Tom's seen them. Okay. So now here's the deal. Everybody, all the men are replying. Yeah, I'm going bald. This is what you wear when yeah, you go bald. Yeah. And they're not wrong. I think yeah. that there's valid there's valid points to be made on all sides here. But I uh do I assume that the guy wearing that is going to talk to me about some bullshit I don't give a fuck about? Yes. But there's worse people to be in life. So I'm not Yo, that you bad at you you have you are on the weirdest corner today, brother. I'm just I'm picking X beer I'm X picking. beer and and the scally caps. What's next? You know, like, good uh, lord. My father looked pretty decent in suspenders the other day. <laughs> Would your pops Boy. wear a scally cap? Oh, he he owns one, of course. That's what you it's, wear when it's, you're. It's a good going Irish out hat when you're yeah over eighty. So that's fine. Uh, I think you're you should you should get your driver's license taken away when you put that hat on, and that's fine. That's fair. Like if you're if you're that's seventy, fair. you turn in your. Driver's license, you get a scally cap. That's fine. <laughs> All right, Tom. Uh, wait, what we, we were talking about? Uh, Agnostic Front and Pat saying he doesn't like the the street punk stuff. You're saying it's graceful. Okay, yeah, I'm with it. I like Riot Riot Upstart. I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know, and Dead Yuppies. I'm not as familiar with. And another voice was like literally there, like Hate Breeds. Their one, their new one voice, right? And it was it was co-produced. Um, heavy on the produced yeah. by Jamie. Yeah, big quotation I think marks he wrote on a lot that, of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which you know, there's a few songs in that you, that you would probably know. Mm-hmm. It just it's just a weird vibe that like to watch legends. Like I mean, Jamie Joss is a legend at this point too. But like to kind of like them try. Like I feel like they they could do their own thing forever, and for them to like like add mosh parts that they would never have done. Otherwise it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. This, you know what I'm saying? Like, weird. I think yeah. like, but then they went back to like, you know, and then there's records after that, that are just like fucking AF records that are, that are like fucking, they have no business putting out records as good and listenable as they do. Fucking 40 something years. Into oh, it. I mean that record, the record we kind of listened to for a, le- a new music episode, not, not a million years ago, the get loud LP, the newest. Yeah. Book. 
yo, uh, if the, the title on that was, you know, not Agnostic Front, um, that would be a record people would really ride for. Be like, oh, this is pretty cool, you know? But it's just that they have such highs that when they put out a record that's like, oh, it's a pretty good hardcore punk record, um, they're judged on a different level, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they created that watermark, so like, yes, I yes. get it. Oh, yeah. You're never going to write fucking Victim of Pain again. It's, that's impossible. No, 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 no. People need to like fucking understand that and get on with it. But I will say, the first song, is it the first song on here? Yep, the first song on the newest Agnostic Front LP, Get Loud. Guess how many streams it has? I'm sure, it's like millions. Well, not, but close. 705,000. Not nothing. Not bad. Not nothing. Pretty goddamn good. Good good for you, AF. 220,000 monthly listeners. Um, hey. Damn. You know what I mean? If you look look at most big hardcore bands that we like. <laughs> not close to that. That's it. I mean, look at like, all right, so Incendiary is pretty fucking gigantic, right? Yep. 91,000 monthly listeners. Yes. AF's got 220. Yep. Wild ass. So good for them. All right. So you guys are saying your vote is yes. Give them a shot because I, I haven't. I mean, I've heard another voice, and I've certainly at some point heard parts of Dead Yuppies and Riot Riot Upstart. Tom, you're saying give Riot Riot Upstart a chance. Minimally, okay. yes. And Patrick, you're saying, eh. yeah. I, I, I mean, they're not going to hurt you. So fuck it. I, I sure. say that's what I would say. They're not going to hurt you. Okay. Patrick, close this out. All right, Bob. This one might be. Ho- uh, not hometown, but it's uh, this might be your lane. Mm. Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> I just brought this um, up the other day. Okay, how did you get to Hogan's Heroes? Through, yeah, really, of all bands. So here's why: because three LPs. I didn't yeah, know man. that. Yep. I I really thought that this was like, you know, classic seven, uh, classic like. Seven inch, then LP, then done. Yeah, no. And when I saw they had three LPs, I was like, "Am I missing something?" So, oh wow, the okay. Question, um, am I missing Jesus. something? Fuck, this is a really hard question. Okay, um, first Hogan's Heroes LP. So Hogan's Heroes is a hardcore band from New Jersey, from the shore, literally from my area. Oh, uh, they Tom's are from River. the shore. Okay. Oh, right. oh, I mean, they're yeah. not just from the shore; they're from like town next to me and like all around these are these are like dudes from like the singer of hogan's hero skip who became skip, skip school, school um worked <laughs> at the boardwalk uh in seaside heights and we'd go see him and buy in effect fanzine there and uh it worked at a surf shop that carried hardcore stuff because of skip um yo um so the first lp built to last straight up good Good hardcore song stuck in a rut. Awesome uh, song built to last title track. Great song. Um, is it the greatest? No, but it's it's good and it overall has a good energy. Um, somewhere between like the faster Murphy's Law material, but without the like silliness. They have some silly stuff, but not like that. Not like not like Murphy's Law. Um, and. You know, uh, more straightforward band. LP came out in 88, which is something to note. Like, they feel decidedly more like a mid-80s band than a post-Revelation Records band by Mm -hmm. here, you know? So I'd say that one's worth checking out. The next two LPs, 
not so much self-titled um which i owned very early like really not noteworthy um and they eventually evolve into os 101 if that means anything to you oh sure <laughs> i did not know they're from that from your area okay <laughs> bob how many times have you seen os 101 I don't know, 15, 20, how many? Of course. That would like, be more than anybody else on earth. No, no. I mean, ask anyone from here. We've all seen them a bajillion times. They were played. They played the everything. Time. Hogan's Heroes, like you see them on all the early fucking the flyers at um, City Gardens yep. and shit. So they played City Gardens a bunch. Notably, Hogan's yeah, Heroes Drax. played the Alone in a Crowd show. The one. The one. <laughs> They got asked about it, and then later, I think I might have gotten a chance to ask one. But basically, the story goes, they were asleep in the van. It's like, oh, you know, long drive. We're like up early. I think they were like, these are all like surfer dudes. They're up early, surfing, drove to Connecticut. You know, I'd say probably a three-hour drive from the shore, like to to the to the anthrax. Sure. Maybe maybe three and a half on a hard day. But, you know, exhausted. And they just hung out in the van and didn't see alone in a crowd. Didn't watch. Just were like, oh, you know, we're just like hanging out. I mean, I respect their transparency because they could have been like, yeah, it was great. I saw it. It was dope. Right. And, and maybe <laughs> like, one of the dudes cool. did, but they, they didn't. Um, they were notable for playing very, very loud and were dubbed Hogan's headaches because they would play so <laughs> loud. Um, a, a pretty light mood kind of band. And yeah, uh, yeah. So, so my answer to you is, you might find some weird, like, peculiarity, especially because you've been kind of churning through a lot of '80s hardcore. Check out Hogan's Heroes, Built to Last. Um, right. I think it's a good record. And if anybody else out there is really dying for some OG New Jersey stuff, uh, check that out. It's a, it's a fun one. Um, beyond that, I can't I can't really rep for it. Um, uh, yes, I, we won't talk about OS 101 anymore on this podcast. Okay. I promise. And is that all we got? That's all we got. All right. I'm proud of our work here, fellas. Then sign off. <laughs>